0: Wake up the next day, I was oh, I'm hanging, let's go and get some brekkie. As we were literally walking out the doors to the hostel, the American guy comes running through, like all battered, bruised, bloody, and we're like, what's up, nomads?
1: Welcome to your new favourite travel podcast, Two Beers Till Takeoff. The podcast that delivers expert knowledge, the information you won't get in your guidebook, and a story that's guaranteed to make you say what the fuck, or your money back.
2: Sid, you know our episodes are free, right?
1: So do you know a show I think is pretty cool on Netflix at the moment? I, I say at the moment it's been out for a few months now. Most people, I think, Gilmore Girls. Seen it.
2: <laughs> Never no, seen
1: it. The Serpent. <laughs> Have you seen The Serpent? No, I, I've seen it on there, man, but I haven't watched it. Is any good? Dude, you've got to watch it. Yeah, like, it, 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 it's cool as fuck. It ties in a couple of our episodes as well. Because, it, okay, it's about a serial killer. Like it's But a Malaysian brown snake? <laughs> unfortunately, it has nothing to do with Mehdi. <laughs> Although, I don't know. I don't trust that guy. <laughs> but no, right. So it's about this guy, yeah. He was, a, he, was a, he was a serial killer in the 70s and 80s, unfortunately. Not the nicest of fellas, you know, not a pleasant guy. But it was, it, to be honest, the core, the base of the show, it's around traveling and around the hippie trail, around Southeast Asia, yeah? So there's a lot of different locations, you know, you get to see a bit of India, Pakistan, a lot of Thailand. They go off to Hong Kong, to Singapore, to Paris. Ugh. But, you know, the rest of Southeast Asia, like, it's cool.
2: <laughs> yeah, we, we highlight the, the good stuff. This show
1: highlights the bad stuff. <laughs> but, no, it's like... Okay, like, uh, the the guy is, is is pretty fucked up, but it's, it, like you know what I mean, it, it kind of ties into Lindsay, in a way, I was thinking, because it was pre-Google Maps, pre-technology, that's how the guy got away with being as fucked up as he was, because it would have been a lot more difficult to track somebody back then, yeah? Yeah. But at the same time, he's still exploring the same cool locations that, like, we go, like to go and see now. Like, we, we all know, outside of doing the generic interrail trip, Paris, Amsterdam, Berlin, Brussels, or... You know, maybe tying in Barcelona. What's the main thing the next lot of people do? It's the hippie trail in Southeast Asia. Maybe it's moved a little bit. It's not so much Pakistan and Bangladesh now. But people are still running the same hippie trail down from Chiang Mai to through from Cambodia and down into Malaysia. Like, it, it, it's more or less a similar, similar kind of trail, even 40 years on.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely have to check that one out, man. And uh, you know what came up on my uh, social media memories the other day? Go on. Guess what we were doing last year at this time? Beer World Cup. And I think it's important Ooh. to talk about because we will be bringing this up with our interview with our, our guest. For those who don't know what Beer World Cup is... Was. Sid, can you please
1: tell the... Uh, was? Who knows? It might, be, might not be over. Well, <laughs> no. I mean, hopefully we're past these now. But as we started to come into sort of the first lockdown around the world... Me and Phil with our mini network of people from around the globe, which, to be fair, was not quite as many as we were expected, but it was a reasonable turnout. But we we had com-
2: we had people from from the U.S., from Mas- Canada, Macedonia,
1: Macedonia, Brazil, Ireland, Germany, Germany, Portugal, Ireland, France. Like yeah. it was it was like nine or ten country turnout. It was pretty good, I suppose. Yeah, but we had also like twenty five people competing and to be was when you think we didn't advertise this or anything we just sent a couple of fucking texts out it was a pretty good turnout actually to be honest i'm probably turning like this i'm probably dumbing this down a little bit
2: it was probably the only time that we're ever gonna see again that nobody had anything
1: going on nobody was like hey i'm too busy sorry everyone was just stopped yeah i think that's why it worked because everybody like what we were doing was we were putting challenges in every it was nearly a week or so between every, every week every week yeah you know, and everybody was fully committed to it because we didn't have the pub to go to. We couldn't go to the bar. We couldn't go out, you know. If you're going to drink beers, that was it. And you're going to drink on the weekend because, all right, maybe you're working from home or whatever. And it was like Beer World Cup became really important. And we had 25 guys that were just buzzing for it. And girls. We had, you know. And girls. And, ge- oh, sorry, and guy, guys and gals. I meant that as a binary term. Sorry, political correctness gone mad. I do apologize.
2: We had We had definitely one girl that was above... I'd say 90% of the guys. We we didn't know where this was going. Sid and I were really exploring what we were going to do with this. I guess the most basic form of drinking a beer is just drinking it from a glass. And whoever drinks it the fastest wins. So that's what we did in event one. But after that, it got a bit more complicated. We had to get a little more creative. Because we knew that, oh, like the people, techni- the technical the technical side came out, the props came out.
1: It but it, it got ha- hectic. From it that. had
2: to be props that everybody had, right? Because not everyone could go to the store, or you know, there was such a backup in in Amazon orders and stuff. You couldn't be like, all right, well, order a funnel. It was it was really just having to use stuff that everybody has around the house and using measures. That was another big challenge. The measures of the alcohol around. Yeah. You know, you, you couldn't be like, oh, like have a, a 500 milliliter bottle or a 500 milliliter can. But like, if it's not available everywhere, how can you
1: properly judge that? Well, 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 whilst you're on this topic, what is the standard measurement for a bottle of beer in Canada? A bottle would be 341 and a can would be 355 milliliters. That's so weird. Our, bottle, our bottles are 355 and I already think that's in Brazil. In Portugal, they're 330s. Which is where I was when we did this. But we drink 355s here, and I already think that's weird. 341? What the fuck is that? Pretty sure it's 341, yeah. Guys, if you're from a country that has a weird unit of measurement for beers, or a weird measurement for beers, please let us know, because I'm fascinated by this.
2: Yeah, like, it's... uh, For us, bottles is kind of... It's been out-phased. Like, everybody just drinks cans now. You you just pay a bit more, and you get... Tins are so
1: rough. Just drink them in a all bit of glass. Bottles of life.
2: For us, there really been Annoying. there's not that many bottles, like it's it's really tall cans or just uh, the the, the three fifty
1: five in Canada. Right. You pay a little bit more for like I'm talking Brazil here, but you're talking about, you pay a little bit more for the bottle, but it's better every time, all day every day. Now you get a premium beer in a can, and it's still not as good as a cheap beer in a bottle. Like the bottle's the fucking one every time. It's the best container to drink a beer from. It's debatable. Debatable. Like I don't want right, to drink. Any... I don't want to drink my IPA from a bottle, but I'll drink a lager or oh, right. Now we're branching off though, because if it's lager, yeah, pilsner, something yep, like this, sure. right. We're going from a bottle. If it's something craft, IPA, no way. a Munich, no, a, a Guinness, obviously not a Munich Dunkel, anything like that. No, okay, we're pouring it into a glass. That's fair enough. But generic, easy to get hold of, commercial beer, drinking it from a bottle, not from a can every time. I agree there. Something I don't want to forget is. To remind
2: the people is that we have videos of the whole beer world cup
1: i think we had do you remember how many events we had i think we had like like six I seven by the, by the time people were knocked out, I think it was seven. I think it was actually like a regular Football World Cup. I think we did this like for seven weeks. Seven,
2: seven weeks, it was crazy. So it's all going to be available on our Patreon and we will be sharing, I guess, short snippets of those videos on our Instagram, just so that people, if you guys wanna check them out, see what it's all about. Uh, you can get the intro on
1: Instagram and Facebook, but the, the full video will be posted on Patreon. Okay, okay, so we've spoken about the Serpent or more importantly, the Hippie Trail and we've spoken about the Beer World Cup. So now, let me introduce a man that's done both. If you have bought a house on the south coast of England, chances are our guest sold it to you. He's conquered five continents, and he brought the shotgun drinking technique to England. It's Sam May, everybody.
0: Thank you so much, Sid, thank you so much. (laughs) Welcome, buddy. Bigger me up a little bit too much, but we'll, we'll roll with that, we'll roll with that. Ah, it's good for business. Of course it is. First off, I'd like to get into the shotgun technique. Well, where do we want to go with this? Because I've got a proper, I've got a story with this. He goes, hats off heads, hands off hearts. Praise the Father Goose, master shotgunner up above. May these beers go down smoothly, efficiently, with minimal spillage and absolutely no after sickness. Three us, two us, gun us. Wow, Goose and the Globe, join the group on Facebook.
1: Wow, the guy's like a priest reading like that. Fantastic.
2: I know, man. I felt like I was at the Vatican vatican of shotgunning
0: well, it's amazing
2: yes it's the only place to be so i understand that england's not a big shotgunning country where did you learn shotgunning
0: so coincidentally i learned that in thailand the second time traveling but i actually met the guy first time traveling in Laos. oh really and didn't didn't know him just i was at his bar that he ran um, but it was only when I went back to Thailand the second time and actually met him in Koh Tao and got to speaking with him. I, we realized we had mutual friends and we were talking and it was like, yeah, he, he rolled around with this big old like chunky necklace that was just full of like um, beer ring pulls. So he'd do it, rip the ring pull off, make it into a necklace. It was massive, like a big old chunky chain.
1: <laughs> it sounds a little bit tacky. Or a little bit like a fucking boss, I don't
0: know. <laughs> where, where was this shotgun master from? So he was actually from Devon in the UK. Oh, wow. Yeah. And uh, so I still got him on Facebook. Check him out every so often, see how he's doing. But he, they made a group called Goosing the Globe, which is now on Facebook, if you want to check it out. And you basically video yourself doing a shotgun wherever you like. Do that prayer and <laughs> um, post it on there and share it to the world. Wow. Wow, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, it, it was different. It was different. Before that, not really had any experience with shotgunning, but I guess I learned from the master. How
1: how, how many tours of Thailand have you done?
0: Uh, three or four? Pretty good effort. Three. It's a pretty good effort. Yeah, it was good fun. It was good fun. But it, I, 100% I'll go again. Oh, if if I had the choice, I'd go to Thailand over anywhere else. Would you? Okay. I love it. Yeah, I would. I, I, I know it now, and I know it's like the opposite of what a traveller should do. They should go check out new places.
1: That's what I was going to say. Is that not the opposite of the
0: reason we're here? A hundred percent, but I love it that much, and I know it that well, that I want to go back and just do it again and again and again. How, how many Chang beer shirts do you have? So fucking many. <laughs> it's, the, <laughs> it's, the oh, it's the only thing he wears.
1: another story. He wears them to work uh, now as
0: well. He's got so many.
2: He's <laughs> got like the, the, the polos and... <laughs>
0: We got pissed up with a group of Aussies, and this one guy was like, "I love Chang so much." We got hammered, and he went to some like backstreet tattoo artist and got a massive Chang beer tattooed on his thigh. Oh man, fantastic! Just, just because, why not own
1: it? You might as well. Have you, have you? Are you aware? Me and Phil have got matching tattoos. Oh God, no, I'm not. <laughs> do do tell. Do tell. So, there, so there's a drink here in Brazil called Cachaca. It's like the local white spirit, yeah. It's made from sugar cane. And we were sitting on the it's, beach it's one names. day. We were sitting. On, yeah, it's fucking bathtub stuff. We were sitting on the beach one day in Salvador. And we'd been drinking this in some for cocktails, smashing a few beers, left the beach pissed, obviously. And we said, like, fucking hell, man. We've been meeting up doing these trips now for like seven, eight years. We, we don't have any tattoos. Let's get one. And we couldn't think of anything else to get, so we both got matching Cachaca tattoos on our legs. That's tragic, man.
0: Yeah like it, Oh he's got it He's got, he's it, got it
1: out He's got it
0: out. <laughs> yeah, wow. I had to, had
2: to undo my pants but
0: Hey make sure the video goes out on that yeah <laughs>
2: Weren't we saying we wanted to open an OnlyFans
0: <laughs> That's the go That's how you do it yeah, Nothing so, wrong with so showing the... a little bit of leg
2: so Sam, so I understand that you came on the podcast today to talk about not Thailand surprisingly, but about Laos. So why did you decide to go yeah. to Laos?
0: Um because the girl that I worked with, her sister went and said it was her favorite country. And I'd never had it on the radar because I love beaches and Laos is landlocked. So I was like, no, nah, I'm not going to go there. And then she was like, just trust me, just go. I'll tell you what, it was incredible unreal just so so nice like you watch like if you're from the uk you watch things like red nose day and you see the locals running after the celebrities as they're walking along because they want food and shit i don't know they do that to you i hired a bike cycled along kids running after me brilliant felt like jimmy savile
1: (laughs) (laughs) explain who that is i have no idea who jimmy savile is he's a he's a he's I think he's dead now isn't he he's a he was a famous pedophile he was on TV for many years, but he used it as an opportunity to, to unfortunately, work on some dark shit. Fuck.
0: Yeah, just just saying so you know, I'm not, in no way associated with him, condone his actions, but I imagine that's kind of how he felt. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus
2: Christ. Uh, so, so, uh, yeah. So it's it's interesting that you 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 loved Laos so much because like I've never been to Southeast Asia, but I. Just from the stories that I've heard, I've heard of Thailand, I've heard of Cambodia, and I've heard of Vietnam being kind of the the top three in that region. And then Laos is just kind of like the other
1: one. Yeah, it's like the ugly sister. You don't go there. (laughs) But... People just tag it on once they're out there. They don't plan to. It's just if they've got a few weeks left, yeah, I'll pop into Laos. I don't think many people do it on purpose.
0: No, no, they don't. But I 100% think you should. Like, it's brilliant. I loved it there. And it's just different. Like, the whole sort of like i went to a place to see some caves and i got to this guest house and when i got there it felt like i was in a volcano crater because everywhere i looked there was mountains and it felt like i was standing in the middle of this volcano crater i've never experienced that anywhere else in the world that i've been to it was just mad and it, it just things like that like i would never have experienced if i didn't go to lao but yeah 100 percent recommend it do it yeah in, in, interesting fact about Laos: it's the world's most rural country. I've been to Norfolk; that's pretty rural. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's just about Trump's Norfolk. But yeah, yeah, I, I think I, you're right. I, I remember it... like
1: catching catching the buses through there and stuff. And you know, you're going up and down these mountains. You're going up through clouds, and then suddenly you're looking down on clouds,
0: and you can see nothing but mountains, it's mad. So nothing but green, nothing but green it's, and wood. It, it literally is, though. Yeah, that's what you want, though, isn't it? You don't want fucking busy cities and just smog
2: yeah because i mean you can sometimes get more of an authentic
0: experience if it's in a rural area versus a large city yeah and that's like the people were the friendliest people i've ever met because i guess it's like they used to travel as they have the whole thing there but they were just so nice like the nicest locals that i've ever experienced they'd always greet you with a smile they help you out whatever and it was it was brilliant loved it
2: all right well Before we get too deep into the story here, let's uh, get to know you a bit better. Before we get started here, folks, we have to talk about Don Kilvo. Who's Don Kilvo? Well, he's our first Patreon supporter. What's a Patreon, you might ask? Patreon is a membership-based platform that allows people to financially support podcasts. Don Kilvo, how has been your time as a Patreon supporter? Awesome. How did you like the early access to episodes? Awesome. The exclusive content? Awesome. What about our video call over beers? Fucking awesome. He sounds convinced. If you are unable to support the podcast financially, we would greatly appreciate you leaving us a five-star review, a comment, and sharing two beers till take off with your friends. All right, Sam, so welcome to Q&A. It's just a segment where people get to know you a bit better. First question, hot or cold?
0: Hot, no doubt, hot. Beach or mountains? Yeah, it's got to be beach, isn't it? We're from the south coast of England. These these, these two
1: go hand in hand. you covered this already for us. It was the first thing he said when he got on, hot beach. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was hot bitch. <laughs> Bus or train? Oh, Train, because trains are just better there's so much strong reason you can sleep on a train sleep a train get pissed up see cats or dogs dogs no doubt dogs top or bottom bunk oh bottom bunk anyone who chooses top bunk is just strange you've missed a running joke
2: (laughs) (laughs) what is your favorite sports team
0: Bogner Rugby Club. Whee!
2: <laughs> so, 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 does that mean you're you're not a football guy? You're a rugby guy.
0: I hate football so much it hurts. Really? Rugby. To what extent a Bogner
1: Rugby Club well known? Like, what's the furthest a field you've ever met somebody that's heard of Bogner Rugby
0: Club? Um, probably about f- three miles away from Bogner. <laughs> Hey, but I spreaded the word. I took my Bogner jersey travelling with me everywhere. I also took a Christmas jumper because I was gonna be out there for Christmas. Big mistake. It's very, very hot yeah, in Thailand. It doesn't make sense to do that at all. I was just wondering, like, I don't know, maybe if
1: you have one of those stories where it's like a small world and maybe you bump into somebody in like Vietnam who's from, say, Portsmouth and they've heard of Bogner and they're oh fucking hell, look at that rugby jersey. But no,
0: obviously not. I could lie and say that happened, but I'd be lying. You you could do, but yeah. (laughs) No one knows what Bognor Rugby Club is. Much like
1: we're not here to talk up resorts, we're also not here to lie.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no. I definitely didn't meet anyone travelling who knew Bognor Rugby Club. I knew people who knew Bognor Butlins, but not so much the rugby club. It's a little bit more famous than the rugby club, I guess. Yeah, of course it is. Everyone goes to Butlins. Lose your virginity
2: (laughs) there. I've been to Bugner, so I, I am also a big fan of their rugby club, but uh, what is your favorite <laughs> world attraction? In what sort of context? Like just,
0: just anything. Just or... like
2: in your like favorite.
0: <laughs> <laughs> top, top list, Byron Bay. Where's that? Byron Bay. Byron Austra- Bay is in Australia. Australia. It's full of crusties. They're like the,
1: uh, our term for hippies. Pull up, pull up. I was going to say, you're going to need a translation on that one. I'm sure.
0: So the word
2: for it, yeah, crusties is something different.
0: It's something else. So so crusty noun hippy um, uh, just we call them crusties because their hair and their skin they don't really shower. It's usually quite crusty and they stink. Nice people, but uh, they're crusty. Nice people, but like from a distance. If you if you're not within yeah, don't distance, smell them. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know it. So okay, why is so it no, your no, favorite is my favorite place. It's just so chilled out and I love surfing. I love Australia and just Byron Bay, just it blends, man. Australia surfing, chilled vibes, just unreal. If you're ever in Australia, go to Byron Bay. It's just a place to go. If I won the lottery, the first place I'd move to is Byron Bay.
2: Awesome. Did you did you have any uh, shark encounters when you were surfing out there?
0: Yes, I did. Oh, fuck. Yes, yes I did. Yes, Yes, yes I did. Turns out it wasn't a shark, it was a dolphin. Oh, okay. Equally terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it, I just saw the fin and my feet went on my board and a little bit of poo came out. <laughs> and then it was a dolphin. And we got Meddy back in the studio this week. <laughs> it was it was horrible, man.
1: How um, did you so how did you work out it was a dolphin in the end?
0: Cause a dolphin doesn't look like a shark. It's fucking flipper. <laughs> I didn't realise we were on with yeah. David Attenborough this week. It wasn't Jaws, it hey. was Flipper. Yeah, literally. mate. It was, it was a fucking dolphin. Everyone knows what a dolphin looks like. But when you're in a state of panic, when you see a fin in the waters of Australia, yeah. everything looks like a shark.
1: Well, that, well that's, that's, what, that's what I was thinking. Because you, 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 all you said to us was you'd seen the fin, you've got your feet, you're curled up on the surfboard. So it must have come... Yeah, Well, I saw
0: its little... Bo- his little bottle nose, oh, so like, bottle just nose, so the bottle picked nose up. did pop out. You did get to... The... Yeah, that, that, that gave it away. That gave it away. But there was a uh, about 30 seconds where I literally thought I was going to die.
2: That's fucking terrifying.
0: Oh, man, it was horrible. But then, I can top that story. I swam into a jellyfish in Thailand. That was horrible. Yeah. In the face. I, I once threw a jellyfish at Phil's face as well, just to go with that. Did you? Yeah. Amazing, do tell. How did this? We we
1: were at the Blue Lagoon in Malta, and we were like the 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 tide had just come the wrong way and blown them all in. And we were like we had the bat and ball, and we were using them to bat the jellyfish away. And I batted one up the field. I was like, "Oh, I'll take that." And he went to swing, and just just missed it clean. Went to the chip shop afterwards and covering him in vinegar to try and cool it down. Oh, man. Did you not piss on him? Because
0: that is... That's how We you do talked
1: it. about it and we drew the line. We were like, no, if the, if the vinegar doesn't fix it, just let we're, it burn. We're going to keep that one for the yeah, old fans. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't blame you.
2: What is your most overrated landmark or event?
0: Bondi Beach. It's shit. Don't go. Why? You're wasting your time. It's no, just horrible. It's full of... <laughs> no yeah no crusty it's just full of it's full of people and as we all know people are the worst they spread COVID. yeah they do they they do and you're not you're not allowed to surf a real surfboard there either you're only allowed to surf a foamy like a foam uh, like what we call a bodyboard yeah well yeah but then you can stand up on these ones they're just big oh foam so they oh okay so it's still a surfboard. oh wow fuck Why? it's a surfboard yeah What's but it's re- made out of like fuck because because it's so busy they don't allow you to surf a proper surfboard because if you hit Fuck someone, man. it will hurt. Whereas if it's made of foam, you're all good. I had this
1: problem yes. when we went surfing in Bali. I thought it was going to be really fucking cool, and it wasn't. It was just full of people.
0: We could use proper surfboards, but it yeah. was just too many people. Ruins it. Yeah. Also, it doesn't help that I can't surf. <laughs> that kind of ruins surfing for me.
2: Which country has the best cuisine?
0: Uh, Vietnam. It's a big call. Cool. It's a big call, cool, but Vietnam. The beef noodle soup, pronounced fa or faux. I think it's faux. I think it's pho. Yeah, it's unreal. I've heard pho. Yeah, see? There you go. It's, Who knows?
2: I feel, I, I've heard that it's pho fo for like, if you're like North American, European. Westerner. Yeah, if you're a Westerner, it's fo <laughs> And as soon as you actually get there, it's fa or pho.
0: Yeah. Uh, it's incredible. Love it. And it's so cheap. It was like 25 cents for like a big old bowl. And it's probably made with toilet water, but it tastes good, so.
2: I assume it's probably really good when you're hungover?
0: Yeah, well, not really. You you want something substantial. You don't want a soup. But I mean, it gets gets you rehydrated. You're just drinking more fluid. Yeah, that's going to... Yeah, It but also makes just you gonna, shit.
1: Yeah. It's just going to swuff around in there. It's just going to be a mixture of water. It's not a good look, I think. Well, it gets rid of the toxins, though, doesn't it? So... You want you want to be you want a Burger King's in when you're hungover. You know it.
2: What else? What else uh, do they have there for cuisine? That's because Pho is the only or, pho or whatever is the only one I know.
0: Yeah, that's all I know. But I liked it.
2: Okay. Well, okay. we'll, we'll just.
0: We'll, we'll, <laughs> I mean, we, we could get, we could go back to Thailand and I love the Thai dishes, but I prefer Pho. It's just better. Okay, sweet. We'll, we'll just <laughs> we'll just skip
2: over that bit. What is your biggest travel pet
0: peeve? um posh people like posh spice good good choice posh people who look down on on travelers wearing backpacks flip-flops and baggy pants we're coming for use posh spice i don't like it yeah hey, you know it <laughs> but now like you, you, you're a traveler we're all going to look at uh, different countries just live and let live but they just look at people like you boarding a bus or a train and just i don't know they just judge, don't they but At the end of the day. Don't fucking judge me if I'm crusty. Yeah, you know it. My my smelly dreads they're they're welcome here. (laughs) Have you ever had dreads? Uh no. (laughs) Would you? No, but I did No, I wouldn't, man. Have you smelt them? Tell us your best travel hack. (sighs) So I don't really know how to explain it or what to call it to make it a universal thing, but like um in England, we call it an extension lead or a power bar. So you have one native plug that then extends to about four native plugs. So all you need to buy is one travel plug, and then you you, you quadruple your, your power output. So you can plug your hairdryer in, your straighteners, your phone charger, your, your, your whatever, and your golden, mate. So get one of those. All you need is one travel plug, and you've got four native plugs. So your your best travel hack is you can save 75%
1: of your money on adapters by bringing one of these power bars. Mate, every little helps. (laughs) Also, if you travel with a hairdryer and straighteners, you definitely aren't a crusty. (laughs) Oh, no. No, I I never said I was a crusty. Hair
2: curler. (laughs) But uh, I guess also just for people that are listening that have never traveled or never left their continent, that if you go to another continent, most likely they're using a different plug. Or a different yeah, hundred oh, percent. us, it's a different country.
0: Unless, unless ours are unique. No, they're not. You go to you go to Hong Kong, mate. They use the exact same plugs. Oh, they I got did, the same I number plates in the that. UK as well. It's mental. Oh, colonization. You know, I got Colonisation, wonderful. 20, yeah, literally. You know it, mate. Yeah, colonisation is key. Because you
2: have also like the the you have the UK one, you have the euro one, and then you have the European uh, Eastern European one. That's like a little bit. Tighter than the Euro one. You can you can jam. You can.
0: Yeah, most Eastern <laughs> Europeans are tighter. <laughs> you, you can you
2: can jam it
0: in though. You can always jam it in. <laughs> nice.
2: What's something you never? What's something you never travel without?
0: I guess it's got to be different to my travel plug hack thing, but I guess I. Well, no. If that's the if that's the main thing you use, you can say that again. Dude, it's it's incredible. Now, <laughs> first thing you pack in. Uh, <laughs> um i would never travel without headphones like i don't know if like that surely that's just your go-to thing headphones because then you don't have to talk to anyone you can sleep on buses or trains y- you can you can and and it's just your own little world put your headphones in people don't talk to you take them out have a chat am
1: i the weird one here because i never pack headphones i thought it was normal
0: i, yes. go, to sp- I yes. go to places to speak to yes people. Yeah, of course you do, but the, you're, you're always going to get on a bus and there's going to be one twat that just really <laughs> just baby. annoys you. Yeah, you put your headphones in, mate. You, you're in a world of your own. You might not even be listening to anything, but people don't know that. Where is somewhere you'd never go back? Ah, I don't think I would never go back to somewhere. I'd always give it a second chance because it's – it can be terrible the first time round, but the second time round, you could be with a completely different bunch of people, different season, whatever, and it will just be a much better experience. So I, I would say I'd always give something a second go. Good answer. Where did you experience the least friendly locals? Vietnam. They, they were, they were not nice, but their beer was cheap. So, hey, swings
1: around roundabouts H- in it. How, how, did you, how did you piss them all off? Did you start pronouncing their food dishes incorrectly?
0: Oh, I was draped in an Pho. American flag. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> so so what, you're, what you're saying is, I love your food, but you guys are a bunch of dicks.
0: <laughs> nah, they're, I'm sure they're all right. I, I would hate me too if I was Vietnamese.
2: What is your favorite cocktail?
0: Porn Star Martini. hands down porn star martini it's incredible where did you find yeah see it's the best
2: where did you find your cheapest pint vietnam how much
0: yeah so cheap it's incredible oh god i can't remember it was years ago i was there but it was it was must have been about 50 cents it was so cheap vietnam's dominating this category i've never been somewhere cheaper i couldn't believe it and it tasted good as well so yeah vietnam really high on my list
2: i i feel like my my first question i ask when i like am considering to go to a new country is how much is there beer because i know i'm going to be drinking and i that's you know it's a factor in your budget because like if you're like oh i how much is beer
1: in norway well fuck you're not gonna have a great time is it like, expensive in norway yeah norway's like seven pound a pint and that was when i went eight years ago
0: that's disgusting still so cheaper fuck than fuck london how much it is it <laughs>
1: yeah I, I don't know if you saw this in vietnam i said this a couple of episodes ago as well when i did my q a that the, the guy like they bring in these barrels that they obviously they're making them at home or whatever yeah and he was just selling it nonstop to like you know what i mean everybody in the hostel got a glass It was about half pint glass and he'd fill it up for about 11 12 cents each
0: yeah it's nuts man it's nuts it was it was insane I'll take that. I'd move out there. I'd put up with the miserable people just for cheap beer. Where in the world is your favourite bar? Depending on what you're after, Susie Wong's is 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 up there. So it's not your it's not your typical bar. It's not a beach bar. It's nothing like that. It's a strip bar, and you, you on entry you get handed a rubber baton, and the aim of the game is to run around whipping the strippers they've got bands too. it makes it fair
1: of course you want a fair fight
0: yeah of course Man, it's nothing fair about that they're all multi-experts they are brutal so so you, they beat you up more often than you beat them oh my god yes if you're up for a laugh and you just want to go and have some fun, go there just don't hit the bells hang dangling from the what ceiling happens? because you buy everyone in there a shot really so how much would that everyone. be like 12 cents it's strippers bar stuff oh dude it's thailand it's like what fucking five pounds ten dollars whatever the exchange rate is for you guys but all,
1: but, all, but all that money you've saved on multiple adapters you've now wasted on shots for bar stuff
0: uh, it's so worth it though <laughs> so sounds, well it. it's incredible sounds awesome Susie the sounds best incredible. time of your life it, it really is so and where is it located in thailand phuket often mispronounced fuck it <laughs> yeah go do do yourself a favor and get there so what
1: you said a minute ago about trains and being able to sleep, it was making me think of something. And I'll bring it up because it's related to Laos, as I suppose we're about to get into a little bit more. When we were coming into, into Laos, yeah, it was me, Ricky, and we met this American guy. He'd been teaching in Vietnam. He needed to nip over the border to renew his visa and, and then fuck off back to Vietnam. And we were sitting on this, uh, it was like one of those sleeper buses that they have in Southeast Asia. Because I know, okay, most buses you can't really sleep, you don't really get the nice. Bus. In Southeast Asia, they do have them. You know, and it's like, a, like, it's like nearly like a decked out, it's not a double bed, it's not quite big enough for that, but like three of us were sitting there, playing a bit of cards, you know, drinking some vodka. This American guy was a good guy. He, he bought a bottle of vodka on for us to share, so it was a good bus ride. Could have slept okay, easily. I like him. Yeah, if I wasn't sitting up drinking, I would have been sleeping on these beds, it was nice. But, so they don't, when the buses come down from Vietnam to Laos, they try and go as far south as possible so they don't have to spend much time driving on the Lao roads. Because as I said, it's rural, yeah? And you notice it. Oh, it's horrible. As soon as you change across the border, they go from being like asphalt roads to fucking gravel paths, yeah? So we've just literally just crossed the border. Three of us sitting back, finishing the last of the vodka, and the bus is rocking, rocking from side to side properly. And next thing you know, smash! Yeah? The bus has rocked so far to the left that it's hit the truck that it's trying to overtake. Like the metal uh, oh, trailer shit. of the truck, and it's gone straight through the two back windows, just sliced through them, smashed glass all over us. Holy fuck! So you guys are all cut up and stuff? No, man. Like so- some somehow we left with like maximum grazes. We, it, c- it could have been
0: awful. But in theory, I think this must just be a standard thing for for Lao bus rides because we had a massive blowout when we were driving along. Bus fishtailing all over the road, pulled over in the middle of nowhere for like two hours waiting on a new wheel to come along. So must just be like commonplace. And
2: I imagine it's not like a place that has many guardrails and shit. Like you're fucking going if you're going over, you're you're fucked. They
1: don't even have tarmac. Like it's honestly, it's (laughs) it's, it's insane. Right. So anyway, so we're driving in this fucking bus yet, and they decide after a few hours. They decided, rather than try and clean the glass, they'll just move us to other seats, which meant we had to separate, which was alright, because we'd run out of booze anyway. And they just fucking cardboard and taped it up, and were like, fuck it, we'll drive yet. Because they'd gone so far south, we actually weren't near where we needed to be. We were going to Vang Vieng, where you go tubing, which I guess we'll speak about in a bit, Yeah. They got as far as Viyetien, the capital, and it's a bumfuck capital. Like if you if you buy Lonely Planet, they don't even mention it as one of the highlights. It's not one of those capitals where you go to fucking do everything there. It's one of those capitals you use as an airport and you get this, you get out of there straight It's line. so it's shit. Honestly, it's so fucking boring. Allegedly, but they dropped us there. They were like, no, we're not going any further. We've got broken windows. In the middle of the night with no accommodation booked. This fucking city none of us have got a map for. Fuck. But I'll tell you what, yeah, and this is one reason why I love travelling, and maybe Southeast Asia, and maybe to an extent Lao. There was a little guest house by the bus station. We dropped our bags, yeah. There was like a fucking massive nightclub next to, the, next to the guest house. We went out on the piss. All of us picked up. And then we went our separate ways in the morning and finally made it to Vieng, Vieng. Vang Vieng. it was fucking awesome it was some hell of a surprise night but yeah so anyway. they're the best nights aren't they they are the best they are, nights they are, where... they are they are the best nights like if you when you're not expecting anything you've got no standards coming into the night do you know what i mean whatever like trouble you get into however drunk you get whatever ends up happening if you end up meeting uh you know some lovely ladies or anything like that or lovely men whatever your style is it's
0: 2021 now
1: sid yeah, exactly. So everything's fine here. But what I'm saying is, you end up meeting someone. You know I mean? those, those, are, those, those are always the best nights, and it was just madness to not even have expected to have been in the city. You know, but yeah, so I suppose trains are easier to sleep on, but you can sleep on buses as long as they don't smash the windows, was my point. You can sleep anywhere. It just depends how
0: much you drink. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Talking like a real crusty. All
1: right, let's get into the top five. <laughs> <laughs>
0: top five
1: so fifth place and i'm back to slaughtering names this week yes mount mount fusi mount fusi in luang prabang it's uh you know luang prabang is known as like the holy site for buddhists in in lao and possibly even the region beyond you know you climb up this this huge mountain you get to this lovely golden topped temple it might be called a stupa i don't know and you can look out you can see the you can see the river you can see the whole city you know all these small little southeast asian buildings you know you don't really get this kind of thing in europe it's like the it's like going to the danube in berlin except completely different <laughs> you know <laughs> but you know you know all the like the banisters up the staircase they're like little golden dragons and it, 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 we said about the views in laos earlier you just see mountains so you see all these little buddhist buildings and then you've got mountain after mountain after mountain it's uh, it's pretty remarkable. It's the kind of view that a phone doesn't do it justice.
0: You just can't get a good enough picture of it. You need to see it for yourself. So so number four is, uh, I'll go with Sid on the pronunciation. It's, I guess, Konglaw Caves. Is that, is that how you Kong-lor say it? Konglaw Caves. Number three, <laughs> it's got to be the Blue Lagoon. It's brilliant. It's, It does what it says on the tin. It's a blue lagoon. Mm. No way! And... <laughs> Yeah, i not expecting that. You. I wasn't expecting that when you said it. Hey, but but here's the kicker. There's another cave. What? Oh, no way. There's another cave. You know, yeah, but we don't talk about that because I lost my T-shirt in that cave.
1: <laughs> so that normally happens to be in bars. That's one wild-ass cave.
0: That is incredible. They, they give you... So you walk up and you pay, like, the little person there, like a little token gesture. I guarantee you they've just turned up for the day, pretended they worked there to try and get money off tourists. Like... It wasn't a legit thing, but they've given you what can only be described as an underpowered candle as a head torch. And you're walking through this <laughs> pitch black ca- an
1: underpowered-
0: <laughs> and, you, uh, and, and you're walking through this cave. And it's just horrible. But you don't go there for the cave. You go there for the Blue Lagoon, which is just stupidly like it was the color of my jacket. Blue, just super blue. And there's like a rope swing, but for,
2: for the, for the people who can't see this, cause this is a podcast
0: that <laughs> isn't available on video. Tur- it's a light blue t- turquoise, <laughs> turquoise blue, like, and you can't see anything. You dive down and you think you just can't see anything. It's just so blue. Um, so, yeah, go see the Blue Lagoon and get an underpowered head torch candle thing from the local who doesn't actually wear there. They're just collecting money. I'm, gl- I'm glad you've really clarified that because there, there are hundreds of Blue Lagoons in the world when you think about it. And
1: I was wondering what, what makes this one special, but uh, it's, it's different. Oh, dude. It's the bluest.
0: It's, it's the bluest of the lagoons. It's same, same, but different. Same, 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 same but different. Fuck hell. They, yeah, that should have come up earlier.
1: Number two, the giving of the alms. This is quite unique to Lao, I believe. I've not seen this kind of ritual anywhere else. Again, it's Luang Prabang, and basically what happens is people kneel down on the street with bowls whilst the monks leave the temples and just kind of roam around in an orderly fashion, like in a line, and just give food to people, you know, a bit of fresh fruit and stuff like this. But then on top of this, the guys at like the back, they're just throwing rice around like confetti, you know? And you end up with all this fucking rice all over the floor. Like if you go out just after giving giving of the alms, you're just walking on a pile of rice. Wouldn't it be more effective to just kind of hand it over to people? Like rice isn't something that
2: you're Catching a lot of (laughs) it's not like you're throwing an apple. I I
1: I think I I think there must be some kind of symbolism as to why the rice they don't just throw out on the food they give to people. I don't know if they tried it the other way around one week and they're like, oh fucking hell, the fruit was hurting people when we were throwing the pineapples up in the air. (laughs) John can't catch for shit. But yeah, so, so there was a bit of rice knocking about everywhere, and they were just giving the fruit to people. But it was, you know, weird. I, I, I've never seen that in London, for example. Monks just giving fruit to people. Were the people, like, picking the rice off the, off the ground? No, I think once it's on the floor, it's better just to leave that for the tourists that want to save money, the crusties.
0: So the big SIDS of the world, yeah? yeah? of course, man. It was just slurping <laughs> it up. <laughs> Didn't pay for for anything for a week out there. Fantastic. (laughs) Oh, dear. Right. So, so number one, me and Big Sid, we're in agreement. It's tubing. Yep. But the tragic story about tubing when I went to Laos was the Australian government outlawed it. Don't know how. But (laughs) I guess a couple of people died and ruined it for the rest of us.
1: Bastards. God bless diplomacy. It's a bit of inter- yeah. international bullying that as well australia just telling lao what they can do with their rivers I... Mate,
0: it's it's darwin it's darwin's theory isn't it Aust- if anything lao did australia a favor they got rid of a couple of <laughs> that were just going <laughs> to yeah. just just bludge off the system and and take take money from the government they should be thanking them but instead they ruined my so, travelling so
2: can you can you explain a bit what the what the tubing used to be but well, still, is it's back, is it not?
0: Uh, yeah, it, it is back. It is back. Yeah, and annoyingly, it came back shortly after I left the country. When did you? When did you go? But oh fuck me, it was like twenty fourteen. Me too. Twenty fourteen. Yeah. So I'm. I got there, and the one of the main reasons, not only because the, the person I was working with said her sister loved it, it was also because I found out about tubing. And then when I got there, I found out that tubing was no longer a thing. Can
1: we – sorry, can I just interrupt Um, for a second? One thing people need to know if they haven't been to Southeast Asia, every city you go to, you will bump into some dickhead who's most likely from Australia or possibly from, like – an upper-class part of the United States who will be like, dude, you've got to go tubing in Now like, You've never heard of Lao, but the guy... Ain't that dude, the you truth. you've got to go tubing in Lao. Man, you'll hear that so many times out there. It's up there with same, same, but different.
0: as the most commonly used expressions. Yeah, but for good reason, though, because it would... It, I, I can't talk from experience. I still went tubing in Lao, but I just saw the remnants of what was... And it looked amazing. There was rope swings landing on jagged rocks. There was bars. There was all sorts. <laughs> so, so what it I is, just is, think
2: is people go tubing and then across, along the river? There's different bars that they can stop at, just for, yeah. for those who don't know. Yeah, hundred
0: percent. That's that's pretty much the gist of it. Yeah, and and it's just the drunker you get, the higher chance you have of dying, drowning. Yeah,
1: I spoke. Yeah. I suppose really, like yeah, the the best way to summarize it is you go and rent like a giant
0: rubber tube from somebody yeah from the coach that you were on and it's tire blew out you take the inner tube out of that and you just go down the river on it (laughs) and they and they they throw
1: you down the river with no checks as to whether or not you can swim and you need to try and like pull yourself into a bar so that you can get pissed to try and make it more difficult for yourself to continue going down the river like we did it we when i went we must offer life jackets don't know life jackets no No, (laughs) what are they First, first bar we went into, we were playing. We were playing beer. We went at about fucking ten thirty in the morning as well. We went pretty early. We were playing. uh, We were playing beer bomb with the beach buckets.
0: Oh, that's lethal.
1: You know when you're drinking out of the beach bucket, yeah. So can you imagine? Right, there's fucking there's hundreds of milliliters of spirits in each side of the table, and it's so easy to get a ping pong ball in these buckets. We were done in nine goes. Nine buckets, nine goes. (laughs) Fucking flying for the rest of it. I'm surprised that.
0: I- and you wonder why Australia outlawed it. I'm
1: surprised it. I made it home with my fucking swim. trunks I lost the flip-flops. So I'm surprised I made it home with my fucking swim trunks the way the first bar went.
2: <laughs> so, and and how much? Like just for, for reference, how much is a is a, a whole day of tubing cost? Whole day of drinking. I I
1: think I think the I think the I think the rubber rings or the tubes, whatever you want to call them, were were a couple of quid, two three pounds something like that. They cost nothing, and then you just pay for the drinks in the bar. Which are the same, yeah. Which is same, equally yeah, nothing. Yeah, same price as the other bars. So at the end in of the day, area. you're spending forty, fifty, sixty dollars, and you're no bullshit, man. I did it. I did it for about fifteen. I did it for about fifteen dollars. I reckon. Oh.
0: Yeah. Uh, to be fair, mine was cheaper because there were no bars everywhere was close, So I just literally bought a bottle of fucking Lao Lao whiskey, and every time someone said drink, we drank. <laughs> but it didn't have the same ring to it as tubing. I was gutted, but. That's, yeah, that's a, that's a shame. We, we hit up about eight or nine of
1: the bars and it was fucking. Oh, it sounds incredible. Wild, man. man. Like, if it's, Very if, if, if it's back open, we could do a two beers till, till takeoff fucking. We'll do a group trip out there or something.
0: I'm Kane. Okay. I'm 100%. We could in. organize
1: that. Guys, check out our Patreon page for more information. So, so I, I, <laughs> I, I, have, I have a question plug. about.
0: They're like.
2: <laughs> so you're on the river and. Like, I've never been... Like, I told you, I've never been to South, Southeast Asia, but is there some gnarly shit in the river? Like, they' there, like, fucking snakes
1: and stuff? Yeah, man. You, it's, um, it's, called the, it's called the Mekon River, isn't it? Yeah. And it's, uh, it, like, River Monsters, the documentary series about, like, biggest biggest oh, fucking, yeah. like, river creatures. They went to the Mekon and fished. Man, you get catfish in there that could, like, swallow a person. I'm, 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 I'm convinced oh, the people God. that die... Yeah, it might not be they might have had like fucking two beers and a water and they were pretty sober. But what happened was they capsized and a fish got <laughs> them. I
0: was there, I saw it.
1: <laughs> Those catfish like prefer Australians. <laughs> like they've
2: yeah, had different course, brands
0: man. of human. But a sweet blood.
1: I, no, I, I, I remember to be fair There was one bit of the river That did look particularly treacherous Like it was it, I, The whole time I was like Fuck it." what are they talking about People dying on this for It's alright It's cool yeah There's one bit where it curves At like Not 90 degrees Like probably 120 Like you really swing back on yourself And there are rocks And if you weren't a strong swimmer Yeah if you weren't a strong swimmer You couldn't have done it Like as I said I was out there with Ricky yeah the first night we were in Laos We got We went on the piss We were, in, we were still in Luang No No We, were, we just got to Vang Vieng his First night there And he fell on these fucking steps. We had to go to a doctor the next day, and the doctor was like, Dude, you can't swim or anything. Your shoulder's fucked, you can hardly move around. He had to miss it. And I I always thought to myself, like, why? The river just brings you down. All you need to do is get yourself in and out of the bars. I saw this fucking hairpin turn, and I was like, No, to be fair, the doctor's made a good shout there. Like, he probably got his qualification on the back of a cereal box, but still, he's made the right decision. (laughs) So, that's our top five. Good as usual, consistent, reliable, strong information.
0: But what didn't you like about your trip to Laos, One hundred percent, the capital city. <laughs> don't go. Don't waste your time. It's just you, you, you went. You went to Vietnam, yeah? I did. I, I don't recommend it. If you can avoid it, just don't waste your time. It's just tragic, man. It's like—is it just that it's like bland, like mayonnaise? Oh d- yeah exactly that like you go to somewhere like Bangkok there's amazing places in Bangkok but Vientiane not so much just nothing just horrible man so yeah don't waste your time go anywhere else but how did you end up there
1: why like why, why did you choose because as i said i ended up there by accident because of the bus crash but what what, what happened to you
0: i just flew into there yeah, that was I, yeah. Nothing you can do about that, is it? I don't think there's any other airports. No, no. That that was that was it, and all about it. No, get a plane there. That's where you're going. So don't get a plane there. Moral of the story: get a bus or a train. Sleep on it. Get pissed. Watch out for the windows. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, Matt, try, try and get one of those aisle seats if you can, do. <laughs> I suppose one, one thing we actually didn't talk about in our top five, which I know from previous conversations with you is, uh, is an interesting point, and definitely not a negative. A few interesting pizzas in Laos, isn't there? The Italy of Southeast Asia, is that, is that what you're That's saying? That's what it's known as, yeah. Oh, yeah,
0: you, you could you could say that. Yeah, so there is a certain restaurant which... I will try and dig out the picture, and if you check out the Instagram account, you'll find the menu. Um, basically, you can get you pretty much what you want, an opium pizza, a happy pizza, which is weed. When he um, said, when, when, when he said pretty
1: much what you want, I was thinking, like, oh, fucking hell, man I'm going to get the pepperoni with the chicken. I love that combo. I'm going to be bald. I'm going to get Hawaiian. <laughs> Push the boat out there and get Hawaiian, yeah? Just... Don't want <laughs> opium on a pizza, man. Can we, can we, can we stop this fucking stupid pizza comment? Opium on a pizza. Let me go back to how
0: mad that is. Opium. That kills people. It's mental. Oh, Dude, they, they, they'll sell you what you want of it. You get a bag of opium. It's, I'm not going to lie. It's not cheap. It's expensive. But you get, <laughs> where else can you buy a bag of opium, then from a fucking pizza restaurant? So, what's, what, so It's mental. So you walk into this place...
2: You walk into this place. You just yeah, walk like, in what there. What does and it the, look like? Are people just have, fucking tripping balls? They have balls? two menus.
0: No, no, no. It's like a – it looks like a normal pizza restaurant. It's like a Westerner's, like, delight. Like, oh, I'm sick of Oriental local food. I'm getting a pizza. Little do you know, you ain't getting just a pizza. You're getting class A pizza. You're getting, oh, yeah. Mate, and, and they hand you two menus. So the the drug menu is in their normal menu. And then you open it up and it's just like a separate sheet, like laminated sheet. And you can buy um, shishas, pre-rolled joints, bags of it, or you can have it on a pizza. Wow. Like it's, 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 it's incredible. It's crazy. I've never experienced anything like that. And the drug laws there are, are, are so strict, like, and they're just... I couldn't work out if it was just trying to catch people out, or if it was. I can legit. only imagine the reason, the, re- the reason,
1: the reason, the reason they <laughs> give
0: it on a laminated
1: piece of paper is because it, they take that out if you look like you might be a Lao policeman. You know, the moment you don't resemble yeah, that type of person, they so. probably slip it back in, and it's reasonably easy and also it's 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 easy needs- to distinguish between whether or not somebody's allowed. Like I could predict looking at Phil
0: that he's not a Lao policeman, so I'd give him that menu. Yeah, I see that. I see that. <laughs> But also, it, it makes it easier to clean when they're dribbling after having <gasps> an opium pizza. They can just wipe it off. Wow. So, so was it? Oh, I didn't fucking have that. I didn't want to die. <laughs> <laughs> or I do, I Basically, I didn't want to dribble on their lovely menu. So, the, the moral of the story from that is,
1: don't do drugs, stay in school, kids. That's what we've been saying since episode one.
2: Yeah, fuck, if, you, if, you, if you're doing drugs, don't do it in Southeast Asia. He might fucking die.
0: That is the moral of the story. That is the moral of the story. Story time. Going back to the capital, which is a lovely place. Please visit. Um, Hashtag Lonely Planet. Get the advertising money in. Hashtag Laos Tourism. Yeah, it's, it's, it's... This will make you not want to visit. So, first night, fly into the capital, get to the hostel, and you do the standard thing. Choose your bunk, unfortunately. Top bunk. It was the only one left, but you get what you're given, don't you? Um, And a couple of people there, so we were like, right, should we go out, get drinking, break some ice, get to know each other? And so it was me, a girl, an American, and then I can't remember the person that he was with. Nationality was definitely not local, but... We went to went to a bar, and it turned out it was like a karaoke bar for all the locals. And we were having the time of our life, singing, drinking those big old tower tower beers. So they come in like a big like tube, and you help yourself. Yeah, you got, you've got a couple of liters in there. You keep pouring yeah. in for yourself, like a king. We we sunk a few of those, and this guy was hammered. And what did you what did you what did you sing before we go past that part? Oh, dude, I can't remember. I was I was very very drunk, but. It probably wasn't even English. I, oh had my, you down, da- I, I had you down as like a Rick Astley kind of guy. No, nah, you, you sing tequila, don't you? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: tequila!
0: Tequila! Yeah, that's it. That's all you got to know. So, so that's the guy. If anyone doesn't do karaoke, just sing that. You know what you're doing. Um, so anyway, we, we did that. We sang. We had a few beers. And he really wanted a cigarette. None of us had cigarettes. And we, we left his bar. And we were on the, we were on the river and uh he saw a group of like local lao people down by the riverbank and he was like oh i'm just gonna go and get a cigarette you're like fine you do that and uh he went down and he was gone for a while and the girl that i was with was like i've got a really bad feeling about this let's just go i was like we we can't leave him we'll go and get him he was out of eye shot but i knew which way he went so i was like oh, i'll go and get him and then we'll all leave together She was like no, no, I mean, it's, no. It, it's it's a slightly strange thing to do in the first place,
1: is it not? Like in a country like Laos, where darts are pretty cheap, you know, you can. Oh, pick you up don't a go pack. and
0: ask someone. No, you could pick, you could
1: You could pick a pack up from the shop and be like, "Hey, look, keep the change." Like, hundred
0: percent. So to go, so to go,
1: approach a shady bunch of locals by a riverbank because we all know riverbanks attract shady people.
0: Dangerous things happen by rivers. Oh, of course they do. You just got to go tubing, and you know that. And then anyway, so he, he's gone and I was like, I'll go and get him and we'll leave together and it, it, we'll all go back. Happy, happy as Larry. She was like, no, we're leaving now. I've got a bad feeling. Let's just go. So I was like, oh, fucking hell. All right, we'll go. So we went back to the hostel. Fine. No problems. Woke up the next day. I was, like, oh, I'm hanging. Let's go and get some brekkie. As we were literally walking out the doors to the hostel, the american guy comes running through like all battered bruised bloody and we're like Geez, what are you, yeah are you are you good like what's happened he's like i got kidnapped i what got kidnapped and, what uh, <laughs> yeah so so this guy went to get some <laughs> cigarettes and they kidnapped him took him to some some like abandoned building warehouse thing held him hostage at gunpoint tied at him gunpoint? up and they're like well, yeah, well, they're well like, back for a second at gunpoint yeah, yeah that's so a cigarette they, yeah, it was an expensive <laughs> cigarette. So it cost him his passport and all the money he had on him. <laughs> and so, so, shit. so yeah, man. So they, they stole his passport and his money. And I was like, fuck, like, how'd you get out? The only reason he got out is because the police came and... And these guys what? didn't want to get caught with a local tied up to a chair with a fucking AK forty-seven. Sorry, a tourist tied up to a chair with a fucking AK forty-seven to his head. So, it, so, wait, so, so, they, so he was fucking tied up to a chair, like properly. He was tied up at gunpoint, being held hostage. They stole his money, his passport, everything he had on him. on him. Yeah, and 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 the only reason they let him go is because the police came, and these guys di- obviously didn't want to get caught with a with a tourist. And his money, his passport, and a gun. So they're like, oh, run, get out of here, otherwise we'll shoot you. So he just legged it. He, this he sounds, ran. This sounds like something <laughs> like fucking Pulp Fiction or Dude, some holy Quentin fuck. Tarantino film. Tied up with an AK-47 to his head. I, I could not believe it. And, and I wouldn't have believed it if he didn't come back the shit kicked out of him, like, bloody face, bloody nose, everything.
1: Do you, do you do you remember when you said to us earlier, like, you thought you'd seen a shark, a little bit of poo came out. How much poo do you think came out of him
0: with the <laughs> handgun to his head? A lot, and that just wasn't the local cuisine. Like, he, man, I, I feel for the guy. He was visibly shaken up. Like, he, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he got on a plane straight back home. What, what was he, like, did you see him for the next few days? Like, what was his demeanor? Like, oh, was so, he just, so, like, in so a corner? We, like, we left out? like t- yeah we left like a day later and he he didn't leave the hostel man he stayed there in the room just on his bed he didn't move and i don't blame him like imagine being taken hostage like what's going for your mind like am i dying am i getting out of this it was crazy and how and how, so how, if- how lucky is that that the police just showed up as well oh mate you, uh, what would have happened to him like he would have never been seen again. Who knows? No. Like that's a like, like, there must be like a, a a one in a thousand
1: chance. Like that's winning the lottery or something. Because the police aren't normally just knocking around warehouses
0: in rural parts of Vietnam, I'm sure. Dude, it was it was crazy. It was mad. But I've got another story about Thailand which we can save for another day. We're a local, we, we can we can add that one. But I just I, I have a a bit of an
2: observation on this because how fucking like future teller was that chick who was
0: like i got a bad feeling about this dude man dude fuck you're you're telling me like I uh, i thought she was mental i was just like why are we gonna leave this guy just ditch him like that's fucking out of order like we're all travelers yeah. here we all stay as one but she insisted like and at the maybe time, she was like, in I, on I, it dude hey
1: oh dude, Mind you no, because it was man. Sam. It was it was Sam, it was Sam that talked her down from it. So it would have been Sam that was in on it. No way! Oh. I was like, "I'm going to get him." Oh.
0: She saved me being kidnapped, man. Like, if I went down there, would I have been fucking beaten up and stolen from my passport? Uh, probably. But th- th- it was mental. It was the the craziest story. And then anyway, we we saw him. He was he was not okay. He was not okay. I hope you gave so, him a good hug. Do you know what? Or I didn't. Like, I, went I went and got breakfast. I went and got breakfast because I was very hungover. So he's okay. He's a big lad. He's an American. He's big, They're
2: tough. Like he's cut. He's so cut cut he was. Up. He was a big guy, and he got like fucking.
0: Yeah, man. He, he was a big guy. He was like a like a jock, I guess the Americans would call him. I'm, he was, I'm, a, I'm a
2: quarterback.
0: Yeah, man. It, like it was. It was crazy. It was. It was crazy. I couldn't believe it. But. As you do you instantly put that to your back of your mind and you go back out the next night because you're traveling you want to have fun
1: that 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 i think for anyone that doesn't travel is a good is a good message to take from this whatever happens you can always go on the piss again tomorrow
0: yeah and 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 that leads me like quite nicely into the to the second story of of the capital of lao which so are, we was, doing, are, we, uh, are we
1: are we are we doing are we doing a two for one here have we got two coming in
0: one perfect hey, you, you oh, get a two fun. for one. What a treat! So, so we put that to the back of our minds. We went out the, the next night. We left him rocking in a talk corner, just taking life. And and this, guy, this, guy's, the,
1: this guy's life's ruined, but the other travellers <laughs>
0: don't give a fuck. The bars are still
1: hey, open, aren't they?
0: It didn't ruin my travel experience. <laughs> it's not my passport that's missing. I've still got my money. I'm a millionaire in Laos. <laughs> yeah, literally. So, so we went out again and you get their special like it's like a homebrew lao lao whiskey i think that's actually what they call it lao lao whiskey. whiskey yeah and uh, so we, we got pissed up on the beers again and then uh, as you do you you go to the the spirits and they give you this lao lao whiskey and it's just it will make you lose 24 hours of your life no matter who you are <laughs>
1: yeah. a, d- a disclaimer and, the only thing that's more dangerous than like the locals hanging out by rivers is the whiskey oh without a doubt (laughs) if you get if you get if you get get kidnapped by the locals you'll be back the next day
0: if you drink the lao lao whiskey you're not back till the day after and and that's precisely what happened to me the day after i woke up in my in my bed and i was like sweating and i was shivering and like i i didn't know what the fuck had happened to me and i didn't take any malaria tablets because when my sister went traveling she went to africa she took malaria tablets she got malaria. So can we I get, thought, can, can we get your sister on some week? You can, you can, you can. But but she's boring. She got malaria. <laughs> I, okay, I want to hear about that. Man, she, yeah, she was taking the tablets and she still got malaria. So I was like, why would I risk the side effects and still possibly get malaria? I'd rather just risk getting malaria. So I, I legit thought I had malaria. Like I was shivering, I was cold i had muscle cramps like i didn't know what the hell was going on so i googled it and all of the symptoms of what i was experiencing that was malaria and i was like i've got it like what a dick why didn't i take the tablets what why was i trying to be the big man so i i got up and i said to the person that i was with the girls with i was like i need to go to the hospital i I've, I've got malaria and i don't know what to do about it so we got in a tuk-tuk and, and I'm in the tuk-tuk. I'm wrapped in a blanket, sweating one out, but shivering cold. And uh, we go to the hospital, and they're like, they put me in this room. And you go to the hospital, you expect uh, a standard of cleanliness and tidiness, and just, it's a hospital. That's where you go to get fixed up. It's clean. It was disgusting. The floor was dirty. There was cockroaches going around the floor. Oh, and I'm laying on this bed thinking, I, don't need surgery. I would have been, <laughs> Mate, i was thinking i'd have been better off just staying in the hostel like it was bad so she comes out she gives like takes temperature all of that she's like we're gonna have to get you a blood test so i was oh, like, "Okay." Really? Uh, so i'll wait another like it must have been like another hour or so and then they take me into this room and they take she, my blood did she like get did she
2: like get the syringe off the ground
0: <laughs> yeah picked picked it up off the ground gave it quite a right, couple on cockroach. of the cockroaches <laughs> yeah if like, you don't mind i'll take that off you buddy <laughs> <laughs> they, they went to the restaurant and got all the needles from that blah where you get the heroin and the opium and all that. Like uh-huh. wipe that off, <laughs> oh. and then <laughs> Nah so, so she took my blood, and then I, I went back into that room with the cockroaches and the dirty floor and the bed, and I'm waiting again, and I'm not feeling okay. And I I, I'm, I I'll level with you. I was really worried. I was like, I've I've got I've got malaria, and I, this is going to cut my travelling short. Because isn't malaria for life? Oh yeah, you've got that shit for life. Like, so so I, I wait and I and I get my blood test results and they're like, you don't have malaria. And uh, and then she asked me. She goes, Did you did you did you drink last night? I was like, yeah. She's like, you drink the the, the la la whiskey? I was like, yeah. She's like, you're you're hungover. <laughs> and, and yeah, yeah, I was just hungover. <laughs> You're, I didn't have malaria you're, worrying, you're fretting about your entire life
1: you know there are people like dying waiting for this hospital bed that you're sitting on and you just fucking hung over
0: yeah legit I was hungover, man I, I was embarrassed did she fucking prescribe you a, a, a Gatorade a Burger King <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wow
2: <laughs> prescribed you a Caesar yeah.
1: plug yeah man hashtag
0: Caesar uh, I don't know what you're talking about <laughs> you should listen to our episodes more often have you got a tiktok yeah buddy first video four thousand views let's go oh sick i'm on that tiktok plug what yes yeah. yeah, so, i can cut that so, yeah oh yeah oh yeah no free ads <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I, I i was literally i was just hungover i didn't have malaria
2: Wow so you but, go, you go back to the the hostel you go to the the, the chick that you told that you thought you had malaria oh no, she was, like... she
0: was with me she was with me i couldn't i couldn't even lie I, I couldn't even lie to the other people at the hostel that i didn't have malaria i had to tell them straight up i'm just hung over and i was <laughs> I, I was suitably taken the piss out of for the rest of my duration in that city wow that's but at least you weren't the american guy that got kidnapped <laughs> Yeah, every cloud has a silver lining, doesn't it?
2: Oh fuck! Well, that's good. I hope. Hopefully, uh, after that, you 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 were able to uh, get a happy pizza and you and raise your spirits or something. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. No.
1: <laughs> I suppose my last my la- my last question for you is: Did you go back out again that night?
0: <laughs> Do you know what I did? <laughs> <laughs> Man, Man, I did. What a man i had on my phone it's just gonna sound really stupid on my phone i wanted to complete like traveling through southeast asia i didn't want one night where i didn't drink and i i completed it i had not one night in southeast asia where i didn't get wow. pissed it was
2: how long were you there for
0: i was there for three months that's anima- that's animalistic
2: <laughs> <laughs> i would not want to be after you at after you just dropped a deuce <laughs>
0: Dude, I, I, I landed in Australia and thankfully I was at my auntie's house and I, I, I was I was not OK. It was like I, I, I feel like how a drug addict would feel when they come off a hard drug. Like, yeah, It would be like checking into rehab. You'd be looking like fucking it, anorexic, pale, like, hair falling out, bags under <laughs> yeah. the eyes. Shit. So so did you have like withdrawals? Yeah, man, big time. It was weird. I, I've not experienced that, and it was that's the only way I can liken it to. Well, because it's not a normal thing to experience, <laughs> might be why you've not experienced it before. Yeah, fair. How do you know? I could be a raging drug addict. I'm not. Hi, mum. Weekly shout-out to the mums. Buy that real estate it. from me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, just... just I don't regret it because it was a fucking claim to fame. I, drug I got pissed every single night I was in Southeast Asia because when you're traveling, what else is there to do? You don't go there to see the sights, do you?
2: So what what other uh, secondary effects did you get? bit. you get a little guttler
0: on you? Yeah, no, do you know what? I didn't. I have now lockdown problems, but hey. And Burger King. Join the club. Thanks for coming on, Sam. You're so welcome. You're very welcome, guys. Loved having, loved being on there. it. was It was good. Good.
2: The Two Beers Till Takeoff podcast is performed and edited by Phil and Big Sid. Do you want to see the footage we can't post on Instagram and the stories we can't tell on our podcast? Then if so, please check out our Patreon page. Follow us on our Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook accounts at Two Beers Till Takeoff. All links in the episode notes. All music heard on this podcast is provided by Rocker. You can find more of his work on his Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube account. Again, links in the episode note. A big thank you goes out to Viking Leo K for his voiceover work. I love you.